Coming up this week, we beat up dozens of hobos with Condemned 2. We find out if the Metal Gear collection is essential. And Glenn goes out of bounds with Hot Shots Golf. All that including your emails this week on the PlayStation Nation podcast. PS Nation podcast, episode 53. Once again, Mark Sanger and Jared Johnston are joining me on the show. How's it going, gentlemen? It's all right. Nah, I'm doing all right. Ooh, Mark sounds kind of sexy tonight. I always do. Yeah, but you sound a lot clearer now. I'm rubbing myself this time. Yes. Are you listening to that Divinal song? Are you touching yourself? No. Damn it. Well, there goes the fantasy. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight, actually. I, I was kind of worried about this one, uh, but I got enough time in with uh, Hot Shots, and Jerry got enough time in with Condemned 2, so we should have quite a bit to talk about. Yep, so, um, yeah, Mark doesn't do anything. Oh, but he, he bought Metal much... Gear. He's going he's gonna to play Metal Gear this time, remember? I promise. Well, after, he, after he beats Lost Odyssey, right? Yes. Right. No, my brother deleted my save game. Ooh. Fuck you in the ass. <laughs> I, he stopped. He's, I, I'm basically starting over from disc two because he, <laughs> he basically said, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. It's, He's not uh, allowed to a, say fuck this. He's the one that deleted your save game. Yeah. And so I deleted his save game and said, okay, you're not allowed to play my shit. Now get the fuck out of my room. Wow, getting tough. Yeah, I'm getting mom. fucked up. <laughs> God damn it! That's a no tolerance policy at the jo- at the Johnston household. Hey, you're gonna use my shit and disrespect it. You're gonna pay the penalty, motherfucker. Actually, that's that's, a, that's actually brings back a little story uh, from back in the SNES days. Oh boy! Uh, I was no. This is actually pretty funny. My friends always bring this up, but there was this dude that kind of hung around with us but we really never liked hanging around with him this guy uh named mike and um we were we were at my house playing it was either mortal Kombat or i think it was street fighter 2 on the snes and he got all pissed off and threw my controller kind of like on the floor and i i always look for any opportunity to just like kind of get rid of the dude so i just stood up like get the fuck out of my house don't ever disrespect my (laughs) stuff and he wouldn't leave for like 10 minutes i'm like get the fuck out finally left and we all had a good time that night (laughs) Uh, i knew a guy like that in high school who'd have the temper tantrum if we were playing like a versus game and he'd start to lose to the point where he would shut off the system or slam the controller down yeah it was all fun or if you were playing the turbo they'd hit uh select and run and reset the game nice assholes so all right well we got uh two emails tonight uh i guess i'll take the first one since uh you two don't really play this game Nope. Um, I play games. <laughs> nah, that's what I hear, but I've never really seen it. You like games that are fun. That's true. Yeah, so do I. That's why I'm going to play this game a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like this fun is, games. This, crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a listener named Andre, and it says, Hi, guys. First off, you want to, or just want to say you guys are doing a great job with the podcast. I definitely enjoy listening to it each week. 
Anyway, I have a question for Glenn. I know Jared hates Gran Turismo. Ha ha ha. No. About the Gran Turismo 5 Prologue mandatory install. I know that he imported the Japanese version a while back. Is it true that the Blu-ray disc version installs about 5 gigabytes of data on your hard drive? Because apparently the PSN version is only about 1.9 gigabytes. Also, I heard somewhere that you can erase the GTTV videos that are installed from the Blu-ray and... Oh, that's a really long sentence. From the Blu-ray, and that will also reduce the Blu-ray version to the same size as the PSN. Please let me know if this is true. Thanks, and keep up the great work from Andre. Um, yeah, it's a 5-gig install, and yes, you can delete the videos. Um, I also heard that the download, yes, it is 1.9 gigs, but it actually expands kind of like Warhawk does. Um, so when you install it, I, th- I think it's bigger than 1.9, but I'm not sure. Um, because I think the file size is actually different. You can also download new videos for GTTV. And, you, and what you do is you just view them and then you can delete them when you're done. So it's actually kind of neat because um, you can watch them while they're downloading and everything. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we had that news come out that the downloadable version is going to be 1.9 gigs. So that's definitely the biggest PSN title we've had to date, I believe. And I can't wait. I bet you can't. Me too. It's going to be oh, awesome. Wait. I hate that game. Yep. It's going to be awesome. For you. It's going to be all <laughs> driving around realistically. They should let you pick up groceries and shit. Yeah, except, your, yeah. Cars, except your cars are invulnerable and you can smash straight into a wall and not get any damage. Yeah, they'll have damage pretty stop. soon. 3 a gallon for gas. <laughs> if you're lucky. You've <laughs> unlocked the 1988 Ford Taurus. <laughs> Now type in the five-digit code to open your door. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> you had right, a car with that? No, a friend of mine, Mike Hellman, his mother had a Taurus wagon, and it had a little five. It had five different buttons on there with like one, two, three, four, five, six, and uh, you type in a five-digit code to open your to get into the car instead of keying in. Wow, that sounds uh, yeah stupid. Yeah, horrible, uh, unnecessary. Yep. In other words, another fine decision by the Ford Motor Company. Uh, Wally, just remember he said it, not me. <laughs> okay, uh, we got our next letter from uh, a couple of months back. A uh, guy, our friend Jeff Posley, now a Cobb fan, 87. He sent us a audio review of WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2008. And he was, was like, actually a pretty it, nice review. It actually was compared to this email. And, well, uh, no, but writes, I mean, he was he was pretty favorable about the game, and I remember that review. Well, anyway, he writes in and says, Hey, show, I wanted to quickly shoot an email in and revise my review for WWE 08 on the PS3. I have my HD TV now, toss it in, and it looks like someone car- covered my TV in Vaseline, gelatin, and a huge rubber balloon. Was Chuck's Every- mom there? Zing. <laughs> Everything in the menus and submenus are in very low-res format, or at least it looks like that in HD. The create a character leveling up in season mode is basically useless to the point of calling it broken. It's a fun game if you just play it to play it with the in-game characters, but in all honestly, this game is a pile of shit. Take it easy. <laughs> I, now, now, friends, friends of the show, I'm going to read this sentence one more time. It is a fun game, and if you play it to play it with the in-game characters... But in all honesty, the game is a pile of shit. Okay. Oh, I love cheeseburgers, but I'll never eat them again. What? Uh, <laughs> Jeez, Nabo. He was hating on some game on his blog before, but I forgot what it was. 
What game doesn't he hate on? Oh, that's right, Lair. <laughs> yeah, he loves Lair and hates Call of Duty 4. That was it, Call of Duty 4. Yeah, he hates <laughs> Call of Duty 4. And Ratchet. Dude, you should like, he should go work for uh, 1UP or maybe X-Play. <sighs> glam, glam. Yeah. You're, you're a man to hold grudges, I gotta say. No, I just brought it up. All right, then. All right. So no, that okay, is then. it. That is it for our emails this week. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our uh, pretty beefy review segment this week. And the first thing we've got is Jeez. Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a game I was very hyped for. Uh, you know, I played the hell out of the first one. I had the 360 version for quite a long time. Uh, loved it until all of a sudden all of my rank went away. So I got rid of the 360 version, got the PS3 version, so I could play with some of the VGEVO uh, peeps. And uh, we played it quite a bit, and I got my rank back up to where it was in the 360 version. Um, got Rainbow Six Vegas 2 on Tuesday. Uh, so far, I'm not taken with this game like I thought I would be. Um, it really seems like Rainbow Six Vegas 1.5, to be honest. Uh, the single player is actually pretty nice. Um, overall, the graphics are better. It's a better, smoother frame rate. Everything looks better. Uh, it has that new sprint feature, which isn't as big of a deal as people let on to be. The problem is every time I try to sprint, I press down on the L3 like in Call of Duty 4. But, um, I mean, it's the same cover system. It's the same gameplay. The new maps are pretty nice. There's a couple of really, really nice multiplayer maps that have been added. Um, unfortunately, there's also kind of a remake of Calypso Casino, which is pretty much the only map that anybody ever played on the first Rainbow Six Vegas. Uh, in terms of online, uh, I have not gotten to try online co-op yet, even though originally it was supposed to be four player online co-op. They knocked it down to two on both, on both versions, which was kind of disheartening. Um, you know, so far I'm just not taken with it though. Like I thought I would be, uh, the unreal three engine needs some work on the PS3. I'm going to finally say it. It, uh, still, kind of pops in the textures every now and then there's still some lighting glitches here and there the game does look i mean noticeably better than rainbow six vegas the first one but um i don't know so far i i just need to play it more i i, I don't know if it's because i'm so used to call of duty 4 because i've been playing it so much and i'm just used to that style of play now uh you know they also added so, something that people said they added because of Call of Duty 4, and I really don't think they did for that reason, but um, you can now shoot through some materials, so if there's some really thin wood that you're hiding behind, anything like that, you can shoot through it now, but it's not as pronounced as it is in Call of Duty 4 when you have deep penetration turned on. Uh, kind of like Chuck's mom. So... Hey <laughs> that, that's two down, 18 to go. <laughs> now, uh, I don't have... I take it you haven't played the PlayStation 3 version, but I've read a couple of reviews. No, I have the PlayStation 3 version. No, I mean the 360 version. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I read a couple of reviews that said the 360 version is graphically superior and the PS3 version has some, like you said, some texture pop-in problems and it has a little bit more of a low-res feel. Well, I, I don't know about that because every screenshot I've seen, they actually put some really, really high-res uh, comparison screens up on NeoGAF and they look pretty much exact um 
I'd, I'd love to see a demo maybe on the 360. I, I might even go rent the 360 version. Who knows? But uh, um, the other thing is it has a, a mandatory 3 gig install on the hard drive, which is the first one installed, but it didn't tell you it was installing. It was actually, it said it was caching it. And it kind of does the same thing now. Oh, we're installing some temporary files, but it's a 3 gig install. I don't know. I, I think this game needs, and it was kind of funny. I put the game in on Tuesday. It came out a day early at my GameStop. And I put it in, and there was already a 1.10 update that was uh, I had to download and install. I have no idea what the update did. Nobody does. But there was already an update out for the game when I put it in. That's never a good sign in my mind. Um, I don't know. I uh, I was really, really hyped about this game, and I, I really wanted it. I, every video I saw, I really thought I was going to have a blast with it. I don't know if it's just because I've been on with the wrong people so far. I mean, they, they, they have beefed up the online a little bit, just searching for a game and everything else. Seems a lot smoother. It seems a lot less glitchy. Uh, it's really cool because they've done kind of like what they did in Hot Shots now, um, where any experience points that you earn in either mode stays with your character. So if you go through the single-player mode and you get all these experience points, that carries over to your multiplayer uh, player. So you're not separated anymore like you are like in a Call of Duty 4 or in a Resistance or anything else. Um, so I really like that, and I hope more game companies do that. I think it's a great idea. Uh, they do a lot better job than the first game of kind of updating you with stuff. I don't know if it's, it's more of kind of callback to Counter-Strike or anything, but it tells you when you get a headshot right away. It tells you when you get like a three-kill streak or anything like that. It, it keeps something in the corner at all times. So in that respect, they've done a really good job. I mean, the upgrades themselves are pretty cool. It's just, I don't see a $60 worth of updates yet. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm going to play it some more and I will come back next week with a full review. Uh, but I'm going to hold judgment right now. And, and But right now I'm, I'm actually really on the fence. So if you're thinking about buying it, maybe rent it, maybe wait till next week when I talk about it more in depth. Uh, but right now, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> so, Jared, why don't you talk about Condemned 2 Bloodshot? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Uh, it's it's Condemned 2. Uh, it's made by Monolith, uh, published by Sega. It's for the 360 and PlayStation 3. I got the PS3 version. I was going to review this last week, but it inexplicably got delayed a week. Uh, depending on who you ask, it was more just a manufacturing error i mean he's uh nobody really knows but uh from what i can tell i mean i don't really see any huge graphical glitches or major slowdown so i'm gonna presume that the two versions are identical and i haven't heard anything about the 360 version being far superior so uh if you're getting the ps3 version you know you're you're it's not a lost planet situation here but uh <laughs> the game takes place uh about a year after the original condemned which was a it was a 360 survival horror launch title, and it's it was a really, really great game. Probably the best 360 launch title, and as far as launch games go, holds the test of time pretty well. Uh, you played as Ethan Thomas in that game, and after all the fucked up shit you went through in Condemned in Condemned One, you've quit your job. You become an alcoholic. Alcoholic. You're you've kind of gone insane. Uh, you're seeing shit, and. Um, your old mentor, his name was Malcolm, uh, he calls for your help. And then the police force tries to find you, and the whole thing is happening again. Hobos are going insane, and uh, 
you need to and you know you need to basically save the city and you do so by beating the shit out of hobos with blunt objects sweet uh, bum fights yeah oh. <laughs> what do those hobos okay. ever do to you yeah no kidding i mean they just uh, want some some you know some thunderbird maybe some mad dog you know some change yeah (laughs) that's gross (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you what some of these guys need it because i'll tell you what this is first off this game is gorgeous but this is this is the most disgusting dirty wretched just and it's probably the most violent video game i have ever seen uh right before we started recording this on the last level i did I shoved a guy's head into a vice and splashed it and uh, and squished his head. Wasn't censored or anything. Uh, I'm looking at this like people had a problem with Manhunt 2 and no one's talked about this at all. I mean, this is this shit is disturbing. That's um, because they're bums. <laughs> yeah. No, George Bush hates bums. <laughs> <laughs> George Bush doesn't care about hobos. But uh it, so it's really really violent and it's just a really a visceral feeling playing the game because these hobos are all crazy and they're screaming and they're belligerent and the sound of items hitting flesh and there's multiple like the sound of a shovel hitting flesh is different from the sound of a lead pipe hitting flesh and you know there's been a couple of weapons that are like and there's one and some of the locales are really good like I haven't got there yet but one of the levels is a abandoned decrepit doll doll factory and these little suicide bomber dolls follow you everywhere you go in this level and you can actually somebody switched those things to evil (laughs) (laughs) just thinking that um you know just some of the some of the stuff is pretty jarring and i've seen footage online i haven't got there yet there's a part where you fight a bear and you know i know it sounds (laughs) ridiculous i know i know it sounds ridiculous but it looks, fucking, it looks fucking terrifying. Uh, you know, they've really they've really upped the combat quite a bit. Uh, there's you can do combos. Uh, you can like if you double tap, you can do like a quick time event where it goes into slow motion. You press R one and you just beat the shit out of this guy. You uppercut him, then you headbutt him. There's environmental kills. You can grab a guy after he's down. You can ram his head through a TV, or as previously mentioned stick that dude's head in a vice and make it go squish. Uh, actually a pretty intriguing story there, except one of the things that I don't like what they've done with Ethan. Cause like in the first game he was, he was, yeah, he was just kind of a, like a regular Joe. And now they've kind of turned him into just like this. I'm a drunken asshole. Check me out. Kind of character. <laughs> they changed the voice. They changed the voice actor to the, I, I can't remember his name. Maybe you guys can help me, but guy who plays the uh the cop on heroes was the guy who pl- played the voice of ethan in the first game right oh. and, and uh he no longer plays him in the second game but so i i like where the story is going and it has it's got some interesting points so far uh i want to i want to see how it develops because i've heard it's it kind of spirals near the end and kind of doesn't turn out that great but yeah some of the, just some of the stuff you see in this game is just fucked up in every way and you know overall just the single player is really 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 well done so far unfortunately i can't say the same about the multiplayer um 
I tried to, well, the first, when I first got home, the first thing I did was try the multiplayer. Nobody was on at all. Huh. Not one. That's because nobody knew the game was out. I guess. And so I tried a, li- a little later and I got into a couple games and it was just, I did a team death match and it was just, it was just lame. I mean, it, it's not, you play condemned for the single player. It's nice. This is in there, but I don't know how much I'm going to get out of it. I'm also pretty sure that there's no voice chat. Uh, I didn't hear anyone talking, and on the back it doesn't say headset compatible. Gay. Yeah, very did gay. One, did the first Condemned have a multiplayer? No, it was just single player. And, um, oh, what? I can't remember what the mode was called, but there's this really interesting, actually one of the more interesting modes is kind of a capture the flag style mode where the, the, the evil hobos, there's two teams. There's the hobos and the cops. And the hobos are trying to keep this box away from the cops and this box has a head inside of it and the goal if you're the cops is to kill the guy the hobo with the box and then open the box and scan the box and find out who it is and if you scan the box you win or if you're uh the hobos and you know you keep it away from them you win and that was a pretty interesting mode uh there's also this is a monolith game so they did what they did in fear they have an instant action mode um and there's also bum fight club uh, it's actually <laughs> called, it's actually called Bloodshot Fight Club, and there, it's like it's it's basically a challenge mode. There's a couple beat the shit out of hobos ones. There's survive as long as you can. Uh, the most interesting one is it takes place in the abandoned doll factory, and you 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 see how many dolls you can kill without blowing yourself up. I think that's how it goes. Uh, like I said, really fucked up, really out sounds there. Like, sounds like a normal Saturday afternoon for me. Yeah, it's right up your alley. Uh, well, obviously, it's just that, Hobby? Hobos, are an untapped, hobos are just an untapped potential in video games. Pretty yeah, I, it, I'll tell you what, they make for a menacing and fearful bad guy. I mean, these guys are, they crazy. They're just crazy. Um, Take that, Jack Thompson. Yeah, and there's a lot There's a lot more extras and unlock. I mean, the original Condemned, it was... It was really good. I love the original Condemned, but it was just the single-player mode. There really weren't a lot of extras. They've really put a lot more into Condemned 2, and it's it's kind of the opposite of what Glenn was talking about with Rainbow Six Vegas 2. This is a great sequel. Everything that you want in a sequel is in here. It is everything the original was, but better. Graphics are better. Sound is better. Uh, Storyline seems better. Uh, it seems more fleshed out. Gameplay is better. It's more visceral. It's bloodier it's more violent there's more to it you'll get more bang for your buck out of it if you love the original what so in other words you like it yeah Yeah. it's it's really 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 great i'm definitely check it out you need to play the original to know what's going on in the second one uh here's a summary of condemned one and here's all you need to know to play condemned two ethan thomas saw some fucked up shit condemned two takes place a year later all right then all right. Sounds yep. like a video game about my life after I saw Chuck's mom. Oh. That's four down, 16 to go. That's some beefy yep. shit. <laughs> but, you know, and if, if you have a 360 or if you have a gaming PC, you can pick up the original Condemn for $15. And at that point, price definitely worth your, worth your while. It's a really, and there haven't really been a lot of next gen horror titles yet. And this is turning out to be a really great series, and I just want to see more. And I can't wait to go back and play some more Condemned. It's it's really fucking violent. All right. Cool. 
And, and apparently we like violence. Well, who doesn't? Um, the Don't Care Bears. Um, okay. <laughs> no, Chuck's mom likes it violent. Uh, God <laughs> damn it. We are going to have to retire this sooner or later. <laughs> no! <laughs> Only after Chuck finds out. <laughs> <laughs> Which he never will because podcasts don't work at the bar. Anyway. Um, okay, so Glenn, you played Hot Shots. Yeah, I did. Uh, showed up yesterday. Yay. Um, Hot Shots Golf 5, uh, which is Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds for the PS3. It's a game that I have been hotly anticipating. And I love it. I love the game to death. There's a couple things that I wish they had done that I hope maybe they might patch in the future. Uh, basically, this is really uh, formed around the PSP version more than than Hot Shots Golf 4. Uh, just in, in terms of how they set up all the tournaments, how they set up your progression. But one thing that they really haven't followed as much from the PSP version, and thank God for this, is it's a little bit easier or a little bit quicker to unlock characters and courses, things like that. I played for roughly five hours last night and I've got five characters available out of 17 and I've got the second out of six courses open and they've already said they're going to be releasing some more courses via downloadable content. So pretty nice. Um, One thing I noticed right away, even though, you know, some people talk about the speckling on the graphics and everything else. I mean, this is not a graphical showpiece by any means. But one thing they do really, really well is the lighting. Uh, just all around. You can tell when it's cloudy. You can tell when it's sunny. Uh, even when you're, you, know, you do one of your power shots, everything just lights up the way it's supposed to. Uh, so that's one thing that really kind of took me right away, especially when you're in the shadows under trees and that kind of thing. Um, played a couple of online games last night. John Lidke and I played a couple. And we learned, we learned a little bit about how to set up online, things like that. Number one, the most glaring thing missing from this game and something that, that is sorely needed and they really do need to add this is it has no voice chat whatsoever. Um, not in lobbies, mm-hmm. not in games. Nothing. Yeah, this, and I'm, I'm going to steal this from John, but he said it perfectly. This, is, this game lends itself to voice chat more than most games on the market. I mean, that would be a perfect Fremont Friday game to get eight of us or 12 of us or however many of us online, all with voice chat, all smack talking each other the whole time. Um, Getting drunker and drunker. (laughs) Yeah, damn right. How the hell do you play something as boring as golf without voice chat? Well, I mean, luckily, (laughs) luckily we we were on the chat box last night on the TFL chat box and he and I were kind of smack talking between there, but we were also kind of talking to each other about different things. Uh, The one thing that we learned really quickly was I had set up a room and they did a good job with that. They actually allow you to only allow friends in if you want, or you have a thing where you can, uh, anybody can try to get into the room, but you can approve every single person that tries to get in, which is really nice. You don't, you can kind of keep the D bag factor down to a minimum. Um, but what, one thing I learned is, you know, John was trying that new swing style that they added this year and he was having some problems with it and he kept taking too long and you have a timer per hole. How, how you play online is you don't, it's not like you're sitting next to each other on the couch on the same screen. You don't wait for each other to make your shots. You basically, you both get out there and you both shoot your round or your hole and that hole is timed. I think it's like 80 seconds. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, he ran out of time one time and it booted him out of the game. So he defaulted and he was done. So all of a sudden he just disappeared from the game. 
So went back, created another lobby, and put it on the setting for very slow. And uh, I proceeded to kick his ass with a dainty little chick that skips up to the T. Go for a birdie! It was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, it was a blast when we were playing it. It was an absolute blast. The game is incredibly solid still. It's hot shots, though. I mean, you've, you've been playing this game forever. They make improvements every year, and, and there are some improvements here. I personally, I've tried the new shot style on the Japanese demo. I have not tried it on the U.S. game yet. You know, I'm going to have to learn it because there are some timed tournaments out there online that you can only play if you use the advanced uh, shot system. So I'm going to have to practice it. Len but, doesn't like know, change. Nah, it's not change. I just don't. Uh, this one, I'm really used to the shot system. I mean, cripes, the first game came out, what, 94, I think, or something? I don't know. Um, yeah, you've been, you've been playing a game the same way for 10 years. So you, yeah. you're kind of used to it. But a buddy of mine played with the, the new shot system, and he liked it. So well, I'll, I'll give it a try. I, just, I didn't have a lot of time last night, so I really wanted to play the game. Uh, for online, you know, Hot Shots Golf 4 had online, but it, just, it wasn't very robust. It was, it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, this time around, I mean, you can even do 50-player tournaments online. And it's kind of cool because it's a double-edged sword the way they have you do the holes right now where you're all doing the hole at once uh, with, with a lot of players in there it actually got a little distracting because you see them all on the course playing but they're all like ghosts so they're kind of transparent but if you're on the on the green you just see all these balls just rolling all over the place and it, it's really distracting when you're trying to aim up a shot but uh, that actually is favorable for this kind of a game because you don't have to worry about lag at all you're basically playing a local game and your ghost uh, data is actually uploading to the game itself. So in terms of lag, you're never going to have to worry about how, how like, oh, shit, I screwed up that, that hole because of the lag issue. You don't have to worry about that at all. So that is actually pretty nice. Um, one thing I told John today is it seemed like there were some more modes unlockable, and I'm wondering if one of those modes may be where you play a traditional game where you all wait for each other and everything else. So I'm going to really hammer on the game this weekend and try to unlock some stuff and see what's going on. Um, you know, you've played Hot Shots before. If you like the game, you do. If you don't, you don't. It, it's one of those things. Uh, and, and I'll have probably... A, I'll, I'll, I'll like do a full review next week, but so far I'm absolutely loving the game, but I'm a Hot Shots fan. Uh, if you like the PSP version, this is definitely your, your bag. Um, they've really built upon what they did in, in the PSP version especially. So it's not really uh, structured like the, the, the PS2 or the Hot Shots Golf 4 is. So um, it's 50 bucks, and, and if you're a Hot Shots fan, go buy it. It's great. Not 50 bucks? Yeah, it's 50 bucks. It's a first-party game. So No, yeah. no, it's not 50 bucks. Yeah, it is. It, hold on. Let's see who can look it up on Amazon the fastest. I can. <laughs> So if you're, crap casual, internet. if you're a casual Hot Shots fan like me, fifty nine ninety nine, bam, sucker. Huh. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, everybody told me it was fifty bucks. Those liars. Yep. Uh-huh. They lied just, to me. Okay, sixty bucks. It's still worth sixty bucks. You're lying to our listeners. <clears throat> I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'll right, chug so my beer for that. If you're a casual Hot Shots and golf fan like me, is it worth it? I think so because it has such a robust online mode, even without chat. Uh, the online portion because the other the other portion of the online that that's really good is number one it's got an incredibly deep lobby system incredibly deep 
but they actually have these timed events uh, or scheduled events online, kind of like Tiger Woods had. Uh, so you can actually go on and play these events. And, and like I said with the Rainbow Six Vegas too, whatever, you, whatever experience points you earn and loyalty that you earn in the multiplayer on the online carries over to your single-player experience. So you're actually still leveling up your characters while you're playing online multiplayer. Wow. That's kind of cool. You get to make up your own little avatar, and you you open up more stuff to add to your avatar. So, like my little avatar, I've got him in a little car, and he looks like this little doe-eyed Japanese character with these sideburns and everything. And <laughs> it, it's kind of cool. It's it's so Japanese this time, though. They really they did not Americanize this game much at all, like they have in the previous games. That's kind of cool. Though. The one thing I really wish they do is we need John Daly back, like in Hot Shots Three. Uh, he he's kind of busy right now. Yeah, I know, yeah. but we still need him back in the game because he was awesome in Hot Shots 3. He was good at stuff. <laughs> I think that guy. He, he's too busy getting drunk to care about anything else. Yeah, John Daly is a huge hitter, Mark. He hits the ball like a mile, but he's a total hillbilly drunk. Uh, he's, he's got he's got some serious issues that's kind of gone from... like Everyone used to thought he was it was cool and it's it was kind of the everyman, but now it's just kind of sad. Yeah, wow. but he was still awesome in Hot Shots Three. Well, hell yeah! So, anyway, and I know that I went on quite long about it, but it, it's there's a lot in the game. You know, MC asked last night, "What have they really added?" And I think they've really just built upon what they've had in the previous games and really done a good job of um, making things better and and just cleaning it all up. Uh, like I said, it's not a graphics powerhouse, but. It's a great experience. I love it. I'll be playing the hell out of it. So I should have rented this instead of Sega Sports Tennis. Oh, well, especially since the demo came out. Stars Tennis, whatever. Dude, fail. You Dude. know what you just did to us? You just Rick. You just Rick rolled the entire podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Like that is an old. <laughs> You're old. That that was. That was fantastic. I, I, I thought it was funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, get it ready for next week because I'll be reviewing Sega Superstars Tennis. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, Mark and I <laughs> each picked up a, a copy of Metal Gear Solid, the Essential Collection on PS2. Yes, we Ooh, did. Suck. And Glenn, he might actually get this. He might actually play them this time. Who, me or Glenn? Nah. You. No, he was telling me that you might actually play it this time, but no, well, he we, won't because he hasn't finished Lost Odyssey yep. yet. He'll never play them. Go play Ratchet and Clank. Hey, you shut yeah. your mouth. <laughs> Uncharted. <laughs> that wasn't at my house. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, really want to play them this time. So maybe I will. Or maybe I, I won't. We'll see. All right, well, we're not going to sit here and review each Metal Gear Solid game. because we haven't played them yet. Yeah, well, I have. Um, Why'd you buy but, the Essential Collection? Uh, well, I bought it for a couple reasons. First one is uh, my Metal Gear Solid 1 is kind of beat the shit at this point. And my... I want the PlayStation 2 version of Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. I have the Xbox version, but the PS2 version is superior 
uh, because it looks better. Uh, the Xbox version had a couple texture upgrades, but it had some really, really bad slowdown at, at points. And uh, also, one of the cool things about the uh, PlayStation 2 version of it is that the skateboarding minigame, where you as Solid Snake or Raiden can skate around the big shell complex, is unlocked from the get-go, where in the uh, original Xbox version, you had to do quite a bit of stuff to unlock that skateboarding mode. Those crazy Japanese. It's it's actually pretty fun to play. It's based off of the... Um, what it's based off of a skateboarding it uses the same engine that a skateboarding game that konami made um used and it's actually decent i mean it's not something to buy the thing for but it's kind of cool but skateboarding you know, revolution or something yeah no that was it you're right so you know metal gear solid one uh, it's a classic it is it defined a genre it defined cinematic uh aspirations in video games it's it's one of the best games ever made, and it still holds up surprisingly well. Uh, to this day, it's probably the best-looking PlayStation 1 game you're going to find. One of the best PlayStation 1 games you're going to find. Uh, the, the voice act... The series I've actually played to any extent. I played a little bit past the second or past the end of the first disc, I think, back when it first came out. That game I actually beat. Yeah, it's... It's a classic. Uh, I, in, in my opinion, the PlayStation 1 version of this game is better than the GameCube Twin Snakes remake because the voice acting is better. Uh, in Twin Snakes, they changed some of the actors and like Mei Ling and Naomi don't have accents anymore and it's, Mei Ling sounds like an 11-year-old girl. Um, they, uh, they, they really redid the cutscenes for Twin Snakes. I can't yeah. remember his name, but they got the guy who directed the movie Versus... Uh, which is a Japanese horror action movie that's one of the most ridiculous movies you'll ever see in your entire life. Uh, so the cutscenes are really over the top, really silly. Uh, that actually kind of that for me. I, well, incidentally, sold Twin Snakes like a month ago on GameCube because um, I tried playing it again because I'm like, okay, I really want to get into Metal Gear before 4 comes out. So I just started trying to play Twin Snakes and those damn cutscenes, like, they're really cool and well choreographed, but I played enough they, of the first one where it just totally they didn't don't fit mesh the mood. for me. No, they don't fit it the totally mood. not fit Metal Gear for me. And like, even voices, like you mentioned, there were a few that I noticed were different. Because, well, I played like half the first one on PlayStation, then um, in college, my roommate at the time, had, I watched him basically play the entire game, which is one of the biggest reasons I never finished it, because I watched him beat it, so I never did. But yeah, like the GameCube plus the GameCube controller did not work for me with that game at all. So yeah, and one of the the last the really big thing that killed the GameCube version was it was a straight conversion, which means the level design and layouts was exactly the same, but they gave you the ability from Metal Gear Solid Two to shoot in first person, and this broke the game. It made it a cakewalk on even the hardest difficulty because. Even some of the bosses, you could just, like, uh, Vulcan Raven, you know, he's kind of difficult in the first one because he had to use different weapons, but you could just stand in one place, wait for him to walk by, and just cap him, like, eight times. And The <laughs> game is, especially, and when you fight a Revolver Ocelot, it's really easy. You know, it, make the, it made the game a total cakewalk. So, while I kind of enjoyed Twin Snakes for what it was, uh, the best experience you're going to have with Metal Gear Solid is the original PlayStation 1 version still holds up um we mentioned a few weeks ago because before we got on a konami rep 
made the mistake of saying that they were actually converting the game to a PlayStation 2 game and putting it on one DVD-9. That is not true. This is the original two-disc PlayStation 1 set. Um, so, you know, if you only have a PlayStation 2, you're going to need a PlayStation 1 memory card, something to keep in mind. Uh, on the And then you got, like I said earlier, you've got Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. And Substance is just... A really, it's a really great director's cut. You get the full Sons of Liberty, which is a lot of people really don't like, but I think it's one of the more daring and interesting stories you'll ever find. Uh, just some of the stuff they put in there, and you know, if I, I've read a bunch of different things online that just dissect the storyline of Metal Gear Solid Two, it's totally crazy. It's really out there. If you watch it by itself. It's kind of ridiculous, but when you put it into the Metal Gear universe, it starts to make more sense. And the more you play it, the more like things you'll pick out of it. And, uh, you know, you get this director's cut version, which has over like 300 BR missions, which are really fun play. If, if you're the kind of person that just plays Metal Gear for the gameplay, and there are those people, uh, oh. these VR missions will do it for you. It's got these bonus things called Snake's Tales, which are utterly ridiculous. Uh, they involve Snake, you know, they have different storylines. And it takes place in like an alternate universe. There's one of them where you fight a giant Godzilla-like Russian soldier. Uh, oh, Godzilla! Just, yeah, Godzilla! Yeah, totally crazy. Um, Do I know the biggest reason that's never played through these games? What? The gameplay. Yeah. I the controls and the gameplay have never meshed well with me. Eh. I, you know, I, I see that. I, I can yeah. see that. Like, I still think the control is shoddy, but I'm going to try to force myself to play them to the point where I get used to it. Because I think if I can do that, I'm actually going to really enjoy these games. Well, it, it works. It works well as a single player, I believe. And that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest Metal Gear fan in the world. I hated, hated Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence Online. I thought it was garbage. I thought it didn't work at all. Uh, it, it relied too much on chance and who could get a shot off first. There was really no skill involved. Uh, fact, fucking uh, talking to people online was with the select button. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Next, mom. <laughs> Five down, 15 to go. <sighs> okay, and lastly, you get Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is my favorite game of the series. Uh, really great style overall like the the storyline and characters really great in this one it stands alone it's it's not it's not like the other metal gear games like uh, if mark if i could actually recommend something to you i would play since it is a prequel but it'll also give you some extra information i would play snake eater first and really? then i would play, yeah i would play snake eater first and then i would play metal gear and then i would solid and then i would play metal gear solid yeah, that's what i would do that's a lot of Metal Gear. I was doing some research research on the game and some message board, like somebody suggested doing that because, it, you know, 3 is a prequel. But then a lot of other people said, don't do it because you there's events and characters, you know, you'll find out about in 1 and 2 that will make 3 mean a lot more. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, that's really for the... Like, it, the stuff you're going to notice in Metal Gear Solid 3... Um, if you're a hardcore Metal Gear fan, it's exactly, you have to be a hardcore Metal Gear fan. Like, some things I caught, or, you know, you're not gonna necessarily catch, 
don't f- and you're not necessarily going to want to catch. You're just going to want the core story so that you're going to know what the hell's going on in Metal Gear Solid 4. And for that, I would tell you to play 3 first. Although, if you want to play 1, 2, and then 3, you will get some of those little extras hits here and there. But it might also be a good idea to play through just Metal Gear Solid and then 2 and 3 the normal way through. Because then you see the evolution of the gameplay and the different things you can do. Like, you're going to get used to the camo system in Metal Gear Solid 3. Then you're going to go to Metal Gear, and that's completely gone. Okay. Now, the well, only... Uh, one one more thing real quick, and then we'll get to that. <laughs> the only real problem I have with this set is that Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is actually the subsistence version of the game. And the, what subsistence did, the main thing it did, along with the online play, was... It added a new camera that made the game a whole lot more, a whole lot easier to deal with. Uh, you know, it had an overhead camera, but it was in these big, wide-open environments, and it worked really well when you were indoors, like in the original Metal Gear games. It didn't work that well in these big outdoor environments. Now the, now the camera is a lot more like something in Splinter Cell. Uh, and if you don't like it, you can actually click the right stick and go to the normal overhead viewpoint. But I wouldn't recommend that. The problem is. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence was a two-disc set, and on the second disc, it had the online play aforementioned, which is no longer running, which is probably why they didn't include the second disc. But it had a bunch of other really cool stuff. It had a boss a boss survival mode. It had, a, uh, it had full versions of the MSX versions of Metal Gear 1 and 2. Uh, it had... Which are the best versions of those two games. I mean, there's like... It's like a ver- the NES version is not the same as the uh, original MSX version. It's a lot better on MSX. It had a bunch of really crazy extra cutscenes and a lot of really cool stuff for fans. The version of Metal Gear Solid 3 on this compilation is only disc one of subsistence. So you don't get any of those extra features, but you do get the best version of the single player game. And that's really what you play Metal Gear for. Hmm. Now, what were you going to ask? Um... I don't remember, but I got something else to add. <laughs> okay, that's that's um, great. Wait, did you mention Snake versus Monkey? Oh no! I, oh yeah, you're right. That was that was Snake another really cool thing they added. Uh, and that's actually the part that pisses me off because I remember one of my buddies bought Metal Gear Solid Three when it came out, and it had the Snake versus Monkey mode where he's hunting down the monkeys from Ape Escape. And I actually Which thought that mode was awesome. About it. it was funny as hell, and like. It was kind of self-referential because I remember Snake talking about the character from like Splinter Cell and Sam Fisher from, uh, or no, Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell and uh, what's Did the dude from Siphon Filter. But, uh, yeah, no, there's a, there's a Gabe Logan, Logan reference in there too. Yeah, like, I'm kind of pissed that they took that out now. But anyway, well, if you're probably going to mention this eventually, but there's that Metal Gear 20th Anniversary Collection that came out in Japan last year. Which is beautiful. Yeah, and that came with you know, the stuff we got, but it came with, like, the bonus disc from Subsistence, came with portable ops on PSP, which apparently is actually part of the canonical story, so now I want to play that, too. And it came with uh, the Metal Gear... Portable ops like takes DVD. place... It takes place between 3 and 1, and it explains kind of how Big Boss became the bad guy in the series. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why they didn't bundle that here, because it's kind of odd to be bundling a PSP game with the console games. But well, I don't know, whatever. Okay, but, well, let's... Know, they had the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, or Metal Gear 2, the MSX versions on there. And I'm not sure if this is true, but I read somewhere that 
the the version of those that they got was like the subsistence bonus disc, but they actually went in and removed the whole Metal Gear Online thing because the servers had been shut down. So it actually had just a disc with the MSX versions on it, which we didn't get. I can't I can't confirm nor deny that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, like I read that somewhere and I I was trying to find info to verify it, but if it's true, that really sucks. I mean, how hard yeah. would it have been to throw their translated ROMs on a disc and print us an extra DVD for it? All right, well, okay, let's you you've made your point, but let's look at it this way. This is $30. 30 bucks. If you were to buy a new copy of Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance <laughs> for the PlayStation 2, it's actually very rare. That'll probably run you like 55 or 60 bucks by itself. 25 bucks. See, I saw it at GameStop today. <laughs> 25 bucks used? Yeah. <laughs> Should have bought that sucker. Why? I bought this set. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Um, well, you could have turned... Uh, yeah, so it's actually pretty hard to get if you're looking for a new copy, which is what you get in this set. Um... Yeah, so for 30 bucks, if you are a Metal Gear, if, if you're like Savory, if you're like Boric, if you're like John, absolutely, you need to play these games. I mean, th this is these are mandatory play. These are mandatory games to play if you consider yourself the quote hardcore gamer. Uh, you know, they're really fantastic. They hold the test of time. The storylines are fantastic. The storylines are really, really great. Yes, it's disappointing that we didn't get all of the stuff from Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, but, you know, I already got that, so na-na-na-na-na-na. Um, yeah, but I beat the first Metal Gear in the NAS. I bought the games again. Yeah, well, yeah, I bought... That's kind of ridiculous. I already explained. I, I, I'm a Metal Gear whore. I am a Metal Gear whore. I will admit it. Oh, this is uh, a, for 30 bucks, like you said. I mean... Oh, yeah. Even, I haven't been able to get into the games that much before. I also actually have Metal Gear Solid 2 on Xbox, but... I hated the controls and the slowdown on that, so I never. Well, got one of the, oh, I forgot the other thing that kills the Xbox version. You don't have pressure sensitive buttons. Yeah, yeah. So when it was you're a to play, oh, it it was, and like you could change some of the controls, but they did a couple of things, like left clicking left stick is going into first person, and a couple other things. It is a, it it's just not as good. It it this the PlayStation Two substance is the best version of Metal Gear Solid Two you will ever play. And chances are, if like I'm going to try to play them, I'm really going to give it a shot. And if I still can't get into them, chances are I'm not going to have a problem unloading this set for the 30 bucks I paid for it. Because rumor is it's actually going to be kind of rare. Most GameStops are only getting a few copies of it. Although yeah. I have heard it's showing up at Walmart. So we'll see how <laughs> rare it is. But hey, I can't Mom, imagine what I that many of them. Yeah, it, I mean, these games have sold millions of copies. It's not like there's high demand. I mean, you can go and buy Metal Gear Solid 2 for three bucks. You could maybe buy Metal Gear Solid 3 for like nine bucks. And a substance is a subsistence on P PS2 um, is actually not that easy to find. It's not rare, but, you know, it's not, it hasn't really got a price drop and it's pretty difficult to find. So you really are getting a lot in this set. And it's just, it's an important. An, an important hallmark in gaming and it will get you psyched up to play Metal Gear Solid 4. And I do plan on playing through each game again uh, before Metal Gear Solid 4 comes out. Man, I wish I had that kind of time. Well, <laughs> I guess I can burn try. through each of these <laughs> games. I know these games like the back of my hand. I can burn through each of these <laughs> games in six hours. Like, Jeez. about six months ago, I beat Metal Gear Solid 2 in an afternoon. And that was with watching all the cuts. 
Wow. Well, it's also kind of worth mentioning that the packaging on these things, other than, you know, the nice artwork, which I think I heard was new on the covers yeah, of each one. Yep. Packaging's kind of shitty. You get like a cardboard slipcase and, you know, regular DVD cases, except they're printed. They're the flimsiest damn plastic ever. They don't even have the little memory card holder that most PS2 game cases have. Yeah, they, no, and, they've gotten rid of those all all PS2 games at this point have the cheap cases. They don't have the yeah, nice ones with the memory I cards. dropped one, and it actually cracked a piece of plastic off the top of it. Nice. Yeah, great, huh? Butterfingers. What learn from all this? Never drop your stuff. <laughs> I was drunk. What? <laughs> oh, I gotta right. plate me some Metal Gear! Yeehaw! <laughs> But yeah, right, enough it, Metal Gear. I'm tired of it. No. Yeah, why don't you buy this set, Glenn? And yeah, wh- why don't you because get into I, the Metal Gear? Because I'm too busy listening to this. Such a catchy tune. Holy shit! You're right. They did drop the memory card slots. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and looks now. Did yeah, no, right uh, uh, I actually ones and like they don't I said, have the little memory card holder. I beat Metal Gear on the NES, actually, and I, did, I beat not, Metal Gear Solid. I, I beat the first Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I got to MGS2, and I played through... I I think I looked it up back then, and I was about like 55 or 60% done with it, and I just got bored with it. I don't know what it was. I think it was the gameplay, because the, the control itself, just like Mark said, just got on my nerves a little bit, and by the time MGS3 came out, I just... I really didn't have the time to invest at the time, and it just didn't interest me. Metal Gear Solid um, 3, from a gameplay standpoint, is a lot better than the other two. Um, the one thing you know, you're going to love about Metal Gear... It's just something that doesn't really interest me, though, and I, I'm not going to go back and play it. I'm going to try MGS4. I'm probably going to buy it because the stuff that I've seen so far is very impressive, but... Plus, it's like the um, biggest game PS3. Like, I wasn't going to buy it either, and then I'm like, that'd be kind of shitty if I own the damn system and I don't even play it. Yeah. And, so, and kind of run the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's, you know, I just had had no interest in three, so that's where it is, but I'm not going to go buy it. I have enough to play right now. And, um, I I just don't, I I don't want to focus my attention on it. I have, like Mark said, I have Ratchet to beat. I have Uncharted to beat. Um, I've got more Warhawk to play. I've got Rainbow Six Vegas two, maybe the single player to beat. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Word up. Okay. So now, uh, now that we're done talking about Metal Gear for 20 minutes, uh, we can talk a little bit about our, our Shm Appreciation Month uh, that we wanted to talk about a little bit this week. Our little item is um, something we've hey. wanted to talk about for a couple weeks now, Adam and Buck. we just never get around to it. And uh, that is Title Legends 2, or as Mark likes to put it, Potato Legends 2. Hey, uh, I stole yes, that. I love the Potato Legends. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is if- a... What's that? you want to appreciate cheaply this is the best way to do it you bet your ass just for darius gaiden gaiden alone and g darius damn yeah g darius is amazing um this is a collection for the ps2 uh or at least i'm talking about the ps2 version i think that's what everybody has yep uh, um it's a bunch of old taito uh arcade games including Wait, i mean going all the way back to like Alp- Can I- what can I stop you real quick? Was this the one that was GameStop exclusive? Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. even though I can, I found it at Best Buy and at Walmart now. So, huh. it was a GameStop exclusive for about two minutes. 
Uh, but basically, this has a bunch of old uh, arcade games like Alpine Ski, like we said before, Darius Gaiden and uh, G Darius, which is, uh, like I said, just a phenomenal shmup. Uh, Elevator Action Returns, you know, it just runs the gamut. Um, and I don't know how many shmups are on here alone. I, I mean, you got Space Invaders DX, you've got, um, like we said, the two Darius is there, uh, Super like- Space Invaders 91. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I I have not gotten to play this this week at all, though. I haven't gotten to it, so. Yeah. It's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. But I, what is it, like 15 bucks right now? 15 bucks, but what do we see it used for, like eight? Yeah. I, I bet mean, you, you can probably go to almost any GameStop and find this for eight bucks used. And uh, this is still one of the best collections overall, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. of just some great arcade games. Um, I, I play the hell out of this game a lot. I just haven't played it lately because I've been on so much, so much of a kick on these other games. But um, why don't we talk a little bit about the shmups that are on it? And, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, G. Darius, and you're really the, the the shmups expert out of the three of us, Mark. So why don't you kind of dig into that one? Um, well, if you're familiar with the Darius series, it was... Basically, uh, your little space fighter versus giant robotic fish and other sea life. Yeah. G-Darius, that is a, fantastic. Yeah, the, it's crazy, and the soundtrack's even crazier. It's this weird, like, operatic techno, whatever. It's pretty effed up. I think G-Darius was the last one in the series, so it's I all 3D. So, yeah. yeah, but uh, this is the arcade version of it, so it's early 3D. There's actually a PS1 version of it, but the PS1 version had horrible horrible slowdown yeah so this one is arcade perfect like full speed everything um the only thing it lacks is all the extra modes that the ps1 had which was like actually i don't think there were that many there was like a boss rush and i think a time attack that kind of stuff Ooh. but you're getting a better version this way um what else we got we got darius gaiden which was another game in the darius series that also appeared on the sega saturn um, it's completely 2D, and you had a little capture ball that you could use to capture mid-bosses, and then they would fight on your side. Almost like an option, like Gradius, where you have the little options following you around, except you got this gigantic mid-boss. And then yeah. I think, if I'm thinking about the right, if this is the right game, you can actually sacrifice them to do like a super beam and end up having like a super beam fight, or maybe that was actually G-Darius. Wait, that was G-Darius. Dar- that was G-Darius? Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really cool, like because, and I'm really, I'm really bad at it, too. But you can actually, like you said, you can you can kind of sacrifice it and it becomes this super beam. But you have to use it when the boss uses the super beam on you. Yeah. And the the beams kind of fight each other and then you take the boss out. And that's usually the way you want to take the bosses out. And I'm I'm just so horrible at keeping that thing. So it's like Dragon Ball Z with exactly. two guys shooting beams at each other? Exactly. Uh, I'm just super <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Um... <laughs> We also got Raystorm, which was, uh, I think there were, what, three games in this series that um, went by various names, depending on what part of the world you were in. Um, this was Galactic Attack on the Saturn. No, that yeah, was the This first is the game, game that, well, the, the Galactic Raystorm Attack and the other one are the ones that uh, Terry almost bought, and they're the, 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 yeah. they're the same game. <laughs> and ironically, I now own both both versions of that. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, Raystorm is, was the first 3D game in the series. It was Race. But Ray Force was the first one, which was also Galactic Attack. Right. And it had another name, too, but I forgot it. Then uh, Ray Storm's the second one, which is on here, and that's kind of 3D. It, it's overhead, but almost looks 
kind of isometric. Well, no, they run well, on two planes, kind of. So yeah, you, you actually have like to bomb, bomb the things in this other plane. And... That shoots stuff on the other plane, and then you got your regular right. shot, which shoots stuff on the plane you're on. Great game, though. Which yeah, is also awesome. on PS1, as is the sequel, the third game in the series, Ray Crisis. And uh, both have. those, yeah, both those were released by Working Designs' short-lived Spaz label. That was just for shooters. That's actually uh, one of the. That's the game I got in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, at Cedar Cliff Collectibles. Yeah. They're, they're great games. They're worth tracking down on PS1, too. Yeah. Um, no, they're, they're usually not that expensive. Ray Crisis, I think, is usually a little more expensive because it's harder to find. Right. But you'll find the other one's pretty cheap. If you look on Amazon, I bet you the U-Shops wouldn't even be too bad. Well, I got Galactic Attack for the Saturn for, pff, like, five bucks. Yeah, I did, too, and I got the Japanese version of it for, like, ten. <laughs> but that one was good. That one was all 2D, but that's not on here. That... Incidentally, that's on the Xbox version of this, which never got released in the U.S. Lovely. Yeah. What else we got? We got Gun Frontier, which was an overhead shmup. Never played it much. What were you going to say, Jared? I said, how, is, how does a Japanese Xbox game not get released in the United States? Actually, it was Europe. Um, I, don't oh. think, yeah, I don't even think this collection got came out in Japan. Well... Okay, I have an insane... Okay, for listeners that don't realize this, I have an insane knowledge of video games and other useless information. So, (laughs) in pouring over different forums, like the shmups.com forums, here's what I found out. There's a bunch of different title legends in Japan, except they're called title memories. I think there's four of them. And we've gotten title legends one and two, which are actually a mixture of these games. So, stuff that appeared in the first two volumes of the title memories collection appeared in title legends one, but then there's stuff that didn't appear until we got title legends two. So I think they've actually got a few games like the exclusive ones that are in the Xbox version that actually came out on the PS2 in Japan and the memories two collections, but never hit ours. And they were only on the Xbox and actually PC version too. Um, so the company that took these and made the title legends collections kind of did it themselves used some of the code from title memories but then ended up like throwing in a bunch of their own games so it's essentially an emulator like a mame emulator or whatever but it's it's just a weird story weird situation i don't understand why they had to make some games exclusive because the xbox version has like the first game in the ray force series and like kadash which was one of my favorite arcade games oh, i love that game yeah um it uh, kind of sucks, but anyway, there, there's tons of shmups on here. Like I said, three versions of Space Invaders, including one of my favorites, Space Invaders '95, where Heck everything yeah. goes all cutesy, and it's just a freaking uh-huh. weird version of Space Invaders. But definitely, if you if you want to get into shmups and don't want to spend a lot, pick this pick this up. You have no excuse definitely. not to. And not even just for the shmups. For there's a lot of other great games on this thing, but. I think personally, I play a lot of the shmups most of the time. Yeah. I just try to get better at G Darius all the time, and I still suck at it. Well, let's just roll right into what we've been playing. And uh, Jared, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Got to pause for a second. The fucking Uh cat is like pounding on the door, and it's probably picking it up in the mic. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Should keep this in. This is great radio. Yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) I need that intermission music. Like, 
That might work better. <laughs> Something people might enjoy. I don't know. Thought. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> ah, Glenn and his three sound bites of happiness. <laughs> three? Oh, four. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta bring back to gay tingle. Oh, Damn it! You should have mentioned that. <laughs> I do have this. Beat that, Jared. <laughs> All right. Okay. Jared, okay. why don't you start us off with what we've been playing? Absolutely. Uh, I've been. I had a pretty interesting uh, week. You know, aside from the stuff we talked about already. I went back and played some uh, Yakuza, actually. Uh, I loved that game. Um, beat it. I just decided to play through it again. and I, I still really, really enjoy that game. Great storyline. Great atmosphere. I love the open world. You know, the, the script is kind of uh, amateurish. But overall, that's just a really, a really great game. And uh, I can't... What? That's in my backlog. I picked it up for like 15 bucks. And like the rest of your backlog, you'll never play it. I played like a couple hours into it and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit actually. I'm a Sega fan who doesn't care for Shenmue that much. I like Yakuza better from what I played of it. But I want to yeah. play that before the sequel. Do you know where out. I can find some sailors? <laughs> Chuck's mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's seven down, 13 to go. Do you know what happened on the day where the snow changed to rain? All right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark gets so. it. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, so I, I played some Yakuza, and then you know, I gotta, I got, I gotta, I gotta chew out uh, one up real quick. Uh, they do a, they do a podcast over there called Retronauts, and to celebrate uh, the release of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII and the fact that Final Fantasy VII is now ten years old, they decided to rip Final Fantasy VII a new asshole for an hour. And uh, they they said things like the combat is broken, it's ridiculously easy, it's Nobu Uematsu's worst soundtrack, which just blew my fucking mind. Uh, you know, they just ragged on it for like over an hour, and I'm like, no way, these guys are wrong. And they they warned against playing it again, or because they're or else it will come to fruition, and you will find out they're right. So I did. I, I, I played through a bunch of Final Fantasy VII just for the heck of it uh, to get me psyched up for Crisis Core 2. And yeah, I don't care what they say. I still love that game. You know, it, it it's it's just that that really special game that kind of just it really hung with it really stayed with a lot of people after people finished it. And that's, that's why it's so highly regarded. It's you know, it's one of the best games ever made. So that got me, you know, pretty psyched up for Crisis Core. And because of that, I went back and played uh, Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII. Why? Because uh, I, I bought it when it first came out and played it for like an hour, and then I stopped. Yeah, there's it's, a reason you stopped. It is, okay, it is not a horrible, horrible, horrible game that people make it out to be. However, it's not amazing. It's it's an alright shooter. Got some pretty decent mechanics. It's got, you know, the whole customizing you can do with your guns actually pretty cool. Uh, you know, some of the magic spells are great. The cutscenes are great. The story is really cool. But yeah, it's it's a pretty basic video game. Uh, maybe my expectations were too high, but I, I, I'm going to I'm actually going to try to finish it before Crisis Core comes out next week. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that good. 
And uh, let's see, was there anything else? No, just uh, just lots of bullying. Oh, oh, what the fuck am I doing? I bought MLB 08 Show. And um, yeah, that game is amazing. And uh, I, it, as far as the mechanics go, they really haven't done much with uh, 07 compared to 08. But just everything else they've added, the online implementation is a lot better. Stuff you can do is really cool. The graphics are really, really, really well done. The character models are great. Um, the uh, the presentation is really good. Lots of lots of good. Uh, you know, I don't know what they call it in Sony land, like EA tracks type of stuff. You know, when you're in the menus. Um, I love how they have like the when you first turn on the game, they have like the year of the milestone, and they have like ten different clips of like a Rod hitting his five hundredth or. Tommy hitting his 500s or uh, or that I can't remember his name pitching his 300th win uh Tom Glavin you know, you know some that of guy. the yeah sorry I forgot <laughs> um you know the present the presentation is really really strong um but it it's got the things about MLB 08 that I really really like about this series batting is difficult um as it should be hitting a fast hitting a baseball in the major leagues is one of the most difficult things to do in all of sports uh, you, you should not be able to score ten runs every game. It, 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 you just shouldn't be able to. You know, you gotta, you've right. got to really learn your pitcher, uh, learn what he likes to do, learn where he likes to pitch, in what situations where he likes to pitch. The pitching, I think, needs a bit of a revamp. Not, not the drastic, bad revamp they did in two K. The, the fighting game implementation in two K eight. I'll get to two K eight in a second. <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know the the whole, the whole meter. I, maybe they should just come up with something else. I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm I actually really, like the meter. I think I think it works really well. It does so. work really well. It's maybe just well, a but it, the, but it's all timing, and, and that's all that it is. With I mean, if you really understand how that meter works. Um, you know, the first two clicks, of course, are power and everything else. But that third click is where you're releasing the ball in your. You know, when you're bringing the ball around, it's where you're releasing it. So if you're above that white section or the yellow section, you're releasing the ball high, so it actually floats a little bit. If you're below the the, the sweet spot on the meter, then you're actually throwing it low, and a lot of times the ball is going to go down. So that's where yeah. your accuracy comes in as well. So when you when you find out why that mechanic is the way it is, it actually makes perfect sense. Well, no, it does make perfect sense. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's kind of basic. And it's yeah, not, not basic in its implementation, it. but it's it works. It really does work. Maybe I'm just nitpicking because I really don't have a lot of yes, problems with this game. Uh, the the uh, announcers are really good. Uh, I, I I was actually uh, I'll talk about 2K8 now. Since I played the demo of that, and it is not good. Um, you know, I was pretty stoked when I first heard John Miller and Joe Morgan because I love John Miller and Joe Morgan. And so I was thinking, oh, this is this is a lot better in 2008, the show. But then I actually heard them talking. And the great thing about 2008 is its fluidity. And it never feels like they're just repeating uh, or putting a sound bike next to a sound bike where it's like, now we're, you know, uh, in 2K8, you know, you'll hear Joe Morgan by like, and now batting Alex Rodriguez or, you know, something like that. <laughs> It's it's really it's really fluid and two K eight that that pitching mechanic. I applaud them for trying something different. I really do. It's just 
doesn't work. <laughs> it's really, really, really. It's either way you're going to throw a curveball or you're going to do a spinning star kick. One of the two. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so you've got that, and you know the frame rate is a mess. A mess. It, it doesn't look on that either good. system. It, yeah, it doesn't look that good. It runs at 30 frames when it's running properly. If Which you have a does. yeah, if you have a PlayStation 3, there is absolutely you would be retarded to buy 2K8 instead of 2008 the show. The only people who should be buying 2K8 on PS3 are people who just live and live and breathe baseball who just can't get enough baseball. Oh, I wouldn't even say that because 08 is so deep that you don't need really another baseball game. Although I, mean, I will say something. Um, I read a pretty interesting... Uh, I don't know if you read GameSpot's review and maybe you can tell me more about this, but uh, I was playing... I didn't want to play Road to the Show, but the reviewer of GameSpot had a pretty interesting situation where he was starting out his character. He was batting 450. He had mm. break, broken every single hitting record in in the in the history of Double A baseball. Uh, he hadn't. He'd only had one error that entire season, and they the computer wouldn't bring him up to Triple A after like two years. Well, we kind of have a sim- similar situation right now. I mean, our numbers aren't that good, but it it really boils down to your manager gives you certain goals to meet during the game. And he said he beat every goal. Had every goal. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's what no, the no, no, no. I'm not ta- no, I'm not talking about there's some big goals that they want you to meet like throughout the season. Like they'll say, we want you to get your arm strength up to a certain level, whatever else. But in every single game, they have these moments that the manager says, you know, hit the batter in or get a double play or whatever else. And those are actually counted up per game. There's no way he got every single one of those. There's no way because there's sometimes where another fielder screws up and, and makes it so that you can't create uh, complete that goal. So, but I think from what it sounds like those goals actually play a heavy part into it. Like I know Adam's character that he and Brian have been playing so much uh, is doing really well, but the problem is the hitter behind him is atrocious the guy takes every pitch or he swing. I mean, he's always out. He never hits him in basically, but there's a guy up in triple a that his numbers consistently are still higher than Adam's character. So he hasn't been brought up yet in that position. So it's pretty interesting stuff. I, I don't know how far they've gotten lately. I, we, I was there all last weekend again and, um, they played it <laughs> solid for, I don't know how many hours. Hey, so, um, it's still compelling to us. It's not compelling to me. No, it's that's not. Fine. You're you're not a baseball guy. <laughs> no, and that's perfectly. Interesting. If you're not into baseball, don't buy this game. My right. eyes just I agree. Glazed over for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. to wrap up, you know, I'm going through my franchise mode, and I really like all the aspects. You can choose. Like, I'm the kind of guy I don't want to make the marketing decisions. You know, I might. I don't. I want to go into trades and stuff, but I don't want to decide like the price of tickets. I don't want to decide, you know, that kind of thing. You can set that all to the CPU when you first start it. Pick what you want to do and what you want the computer to do. You know, and so I made the idiotic commitment. Like, I'm going to play every game. Then I realized I'm not going to play every game. And uh, so I've been simming through some and playing through some series and seeing how my Dodgers are turning out. But uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to start our online league. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, I'm going to try to set that up this weekend uh, since I, I'm finally off call for work uh, starting tomorrow morning. So 
Um, I've been in work <laughs> every night basically think. this week. No, no, I'm we we get a week rotation. I'm done. So um, yeah, I'm gonna try to set that up this weekend. I think we have eight people in the league, which is actually a pretty good number. Uh, so I'm gonna get everything set up. Uh, like I said. If you showed interest, make sure that you get online and update your profile with as much information as possible so that everything works really well, and we'll give her a go. You know, I really need a drought pretty soon. I need a gaming drought because I've got MLB to play. I've got Hot Shots to play. I've got Rainbow Six Vegas to play. I've got Uncharted to finish. I've got Ratchet and Clank to finish. I've no, got you know, Space Invaders. Gamefly. Just get Gamefly and then you can play them and send them back. No. I'll tell you what. I was reading. I, I was looking at the while well, I was getting the release dates for this week's schedule. I was looking at April. That's your drought. There Good. is I one need it. game in April I'm buying and it's on like the second to last day of April. Yeah, except I think I think they said Wipeout HD might be coming on April. So, uh, damn it. Not, <laughs> but I got yeah. Wipeout Pulse to play. Just, I have not uh, up yet. Yeah, 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 I, I still suck need is to all on you. Too. So, uh, well, anything else, Jared? Um, no, no I think I'm good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, well, no, I have been playing Morning Forever still. Okay. I'm trying to beat my high score and uh, thinking about how I'm going to pro- uh, profess my love to it to Professor Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, I need to get my, my appreciation artwork done, and I have, like, no fucking time. And you don't have a Mac. No, I was going to do a sculpture, but I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it. Wow. I know. All right, Mark, well, what have, what have you been playing then? Well, I've been playing an ass ton of stuff. Wow. Yeah. This is a joke. He's going into something. It, a lot of it wasn't on PlayStation, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Anyway, Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, actually, I haven't touched it for a few days, but I was playing it last weekend. Mostly the single player mode and a little bit online, except every time I boot up my Wii and go online, nobody's on. So I haven't been playing it versus as much as I want. That's because um, they only sold about five of those things. Yeah. What, Wii's or Smash Brothers? Wii's. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Uh, tons of R-Type 2, so I actually played that on PlayStation. The game is still kicking my ass. I can make it to the boss of Stage 2 now. Still can't fucking beat him. I may actually end up putting it down to easy pretty soon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. fail. No. Okay, you try playing it. <laughs> I, I already did. I'm succeeding. <laughs> R-Type 2? Oh, R-Type. Oh, I thought we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I've actually been and playing that was Jared Johnston OCD Theater. <laughs> hey, look, I've a bird. Playing, playing a bunch of R-Type 3 on Virtual Console. Um, that's one like like R Type Two. That's one of the few I haven't played a lot of in the R Type series, and it's pretty good. But I don't know. Uh, it I remember makes, it being better. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't remember it being better, but I heard it was better. It's like tons of cool Mode Seven effects, but it doesn't feel so as R Type ish as a lot of the other games do. Right. And it it's still got a lot of the same mechanics, but the bosses just I don't know. It's all right. A lot of them seem like they're just trying to show off what they could do on the SNES. And it, it's not bad, but I don't know. I would still buy it if you haven't played it and you're a fan of R-Type. Um, unlike Super R-Type, which I also bought on the Virtual Console. Yeah, it's kind of weak. It's actually yeah, it's a port, pretty, it's a port of R-Type 2. They took half the levels and then added 
a bunch of new levels to it and remixed them a little bit. What? Uh, the slow t- the slowdown in it is so bad. I mean, it's just awful. The third level in it is the second level in the arcade R-Type 2, and it's like a water level, so half the, the level is full of water and you keep going like in and out of it. But this next version is actually missing all the water until you get to the end and there's some like waterfalls falling down. But the slowdown <laughs> just slows to a crawl, which ends up making the game a little easier, actually. Right. You have more time to dodge. But well, that, the that grass... Was- that was oh, Gradius God. 3 syndrome back in the day. Yeah, those are, they're both like launch titles for the SNES, and a lot of SNES shmups actually suffer from some slowdown, but these were some of the worst. And the graphics yeah, but- actually aren't that good, especially compared to R-Type yeah. 3 and definitely compared to the arcade R-Type 2. They're really downscaled and not so hot. It's, it's all right. The music's actually pretty damn good. They remix most of it. I, I'm not mad that I paid eight bucks for the downloadable ROM on the virtual console. But yeah, R Type 3 is definitely a better buy. Are you, are you out of space yet? On the virtual con oh on the Wii? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I was out of space I, like a month I've ago. Got, the yeah. first time I played uh Smash Brothers, first message that came up was there's not enough room to make a save file. So I, I had to go Nintendo. clean I had to clean the fridge, as they say. I don't want to clean my fridge. No, I moved a couple That's what games. Chuck's mom's for. Seriously, why can't we just get like an external hard drive? I mean, I might some. buy it. Seriously, they they need to do something or enable play off the SD cards. I ended up copying a couple virtual console games that I wasn't playing to the SD card, and it actually takes a while to copy them. Well, they're so huh. scared of piracy that they th- that they're going to deliberately screw the hardcore gamer that will use up this hard drive space because they're so scared of the hey, 0.1% of the American population that'll I was thinking that game. Too, But look at it this way. You can already copy the games to the SD card. You can put the SD card into an SD card reader and plug it into your computer and still have access to those files. So what's yep. the friggin' difference if it can play them off there or not? Because if you well, can play it the off deal. the SD I think- card... If, if, no, if the reason that it takes so long to go to the SD card is probably because they're encrypting the file. Yeah. yeah. It just sucks. So it does I don't know. suck. I ended up deleting the Metroid Prime 3 preview channel and a couple you save games. You still have that? Started. Yeah, I still had it on there. And <laughs> that I was a couple of games. Of all of the lame things that Nintendo has done with the Wii, the Metroid Prime 3 channel might just be the lamest thing. Yeah. No, I think the every, every, the Everybody Votes channel is pretty stupid myself. Metroid Prime that's 3 stupid, but no, that's nowhere near stupid, is it? Metroid Prime 3, watch YouTube-quality videos on your Wii channel. Yeah. Well, that's the native resolution of the Wii. You know what you could do is, if you're out of space on the Wii, just go buy another Wii. <laughs> there you go. Duct tape from where? Then it's powerful as a 360. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, more like Xbox One. Yeah. Alright, enough Wii trashing. Um... In good Wii news, I got House of the Dead 2 and 3 Return for the Wii. That's pretty cool. Fucking awesome. I tried. I'll tell you what, I'm actually pretty impressed with, um, you know, I I played that Link's Crossbow, and and man, was that just laggy as all hell. And I was saying that to Mark when he was playing it, and he pulled up the calibration for House of the Dead 2 and 3, and it's spot on the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know what's wrong with Link's Crossbow. I've been a big proponent of Ghost Squad, too. Like, Link's Crossbow's crap. I played it once, and then shelved it 
Yeah, but Ghost, Ghost Squad kicked ass. Good. Yeah, the calibration on that was simple, but pretty much worked. Um, it was a little. It, it worked for the most part. Sometimes the accuracy wasn't quite there, but House of the Dead is much better. And not, that's not to say that Ghost Squad was terrible, but House of the Dead is perfect. I you can God. play it. Yeah, play it easily without um, crosshairs. It's just awesome. Now, uh, we we're Glenn and I were looking at this. He was over last weekend, and it's widescreen. It's not stretched, but we're pretty sure it actually crops it up to be widescreen. Because yeah. when you fight it's in the cropped second on the level, top and bottom. Yeah, you fight the second level boss of House of the Dead 2 when he jumps in the air. He's actually kind of cut off. You can still shoot at him, but he's kind of behind his life bar, and it's kind of hard to see him. So huh. I think it, yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with it. It hasn't really caused any problems, and it's widescreen, unlike Ghost Squad. So I have to switch my TV to normal instead of widescreen every time. Right. Um, I haven't played a lot of House of the Dead three yet. Most of the stuff I've heard is that it's not as good. It looks better because it was a later game. House of the Dead two. Was a pretty great looking Dreamcast game, but ain't looking so hot anymore. Which yeah. I think is, it's funny that they didn't put House of the Dead one on there because they said it would look too shitty. You know, why House didn't they? I'm curious. <laughs> like that, that's I, why they said it would look too shitty, and it this was such a budget port that it would cost too much to upgrade. But oh yeah, the, it cost you a lot. Yeah, but they have the attract mode running, like when you let the game sit idle, and that shows like the boss encounters from House of the Dead one. Yeah, and it doesn't look that bad, especially comparing it to house of the dead too. So, I mean, seriously, they could have just thrown that on there, but whatever. Yeah. It's still 30 bucks for two awesome light gun games, or at least one awesome light gun game. And one no, that's no, pretty I, decent I, house of the dead three kicks ass. I had that on the Xbox one it, and I haven't really that, played much. That of was it, so I don't know if it's good or not. Well, it's a different mechanic because instead of using a pistol, you're using a shotgun, but, uh, yeah, I really like it. I thought it was a really well done. I actually like it more than two, and I had two on the Dreamcast. Oh, wow. And that's yeah. a nice thing now. You got pseudo light guns that work on an LCD TV because I still have House of the Dead 2 on Dreamcast, but I don't have guns for it. But it doesn't matter because the guns wouldn't work on an LCD anyway. Yep. Yeah. So uh, here, I'll run through the last few games I'm playing since I'm taking so long. Um, lots more Sure and the Wanderer on DS. It's now by far my favorite DS game ever. In you know, I saw I saw what it is, and I saw the description of what a rogue a quote roguelike game is. Yeah, I I don't want it. I don't, no. I'm not touching that with ten foot pole. Obviously, I love the game, but it's not one I can recommend to everybody. You got to be into that type of game. So yeah, it, I don't know. I, I love it, but not everybody's gonna, and that's pretty much reflected in all the reviews out there. Unfortunately, the worst is the ones that compare it to like. JRPGs or action RPGs because that's not what it is at all. I, I will say this about Sharon the Wanderer. Great box art. Oh, God. It harkens back to the 16-bit era, that's for sure. Very true, very true. And uh, last but not least, I picked up Untold Legends Dark Kingdom for the PS3 a couple weeks ago. Oh. For like six, <laughs> 16 bucks. I mean, I'm like, whatever. I My wife and I really enjoyed the Champions of Norath games, and I knew this was by the same team. What I didn't realize is that it's almost the exact same freaking game. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It looks better than the Champions game. Champions games do. It doesn't exactly look or scream next gen, but it's still a fun hack and slash loot grabbing game. Well, it was a and launch title too. Yeah, I haven't played a whole lot of it yet. Um, the one disappointing thing is that you only get three characters to choose from. The Champions games did way better than that. But you know, yeah, whatever. Right. 
it'll be fun to kick around for a while. That's it. Yeah, I played a hell of a lot of Champions of Norath back in the day. Yeah. So for sixteen bucks, I'd recommend this. Yeah. I've thought about picking it up when I find it for twenty bucks. Probably still will. Cool. I think that's all I've been playing. All right. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just get the fir- the first one right out of the way. And Mark already mentioned. Yeah, I played Stop some that. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. <laughs> um, for five first thing I, I'll, No, it was longer than that. We played three man, three full matches at least. Yeah, and he hates it. Well, no. Here's the deal. Yeah, you hate it. I really, really like the graphics, like the animations and the characters themselves. Um, I thought the level design is outstanding. Um, I just don't get the gameplay. I don't get it. We we played that last match and I won. And I'm like, how the hell did I do that? And even Mark looked over and goes, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get the gameplay at all. But I can appreciate the hell out of, of what they've done with the game. And uh, like I said, I could probably sit and watch that. Some people play that game for hours. I really could. Um <clears throat> Uh, like, uh, you know, we I, I get to watch Mark play some House of the Dead because I was actually working on his new new microphone at the time. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Hot Shots Golf, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, uh, some more MLB 08, the show, of course. Uh, played some more Space Invaders on the PSP. Um, I played this really cool game that Mark let me borrow. I always I already forget the name, the, that cute em up. Um, oh, like Harmful Park. Stars right. No, Harmful Park for PS1. It's an import. It is freaking awesome. It is. It's this shoot 'em up, or it's the side scrolling shmup, queued 'em up completely. But it is such a cool game. Yeah. Gorgeous graphics. I mean, it, it is absolutely gorgeous. Very cool effects. Great gameplay. Great soundtrack. Great. I love it. I absolutely love that game. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. A lot more of the Williams Collection, uh, Pinball Hall of Fame. Uh, and I finally did it, guys. I finally did it. Only, what, 16, 17 months after it came out, Just I finally beat Resistance Fall of Man. I still haven't done that. So I, I finally hunkered down and finished the game. Uh, you think I finished the, uh, it the other night. What do you think of the coda at the end of the credits? Don't spoil it. Uh, well, it, no, but they, I, that's already been kind of given away by how Resistance 2 starts. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And yes, I did watch through the credits and everything. Um, so I beat that game. Um, I actually started... I played a couple hours of Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. Neat game. I, I'm really playing it for the cutscenes and everything else. But, I mean, gameplay-wise, I think it's kind of tri- trivial. I don't know how else to describe it. It's... Yeah. it's uh, how would I... Yeah, it's, it's kind kids. of throwaway. I mean, it's just something you can just kind of sit down and play. It's great to play if you have, like, a like a five-year-old, four-year-old nephew's coming over and you want to give him something to do and maybe hang out with him. It's great for that. And the cutscenes are really funny. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's have you have you tried it online, by chance? Not yet. I, I only played one night. I just threw it in and I'm like, oh, I'll play this for a while. Um, played, actually, some Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. I don't know why, but I just had this inkling to play it, so I played it a couple times and... Did either sorry, of Industry, you get, I haven't uh, gotten your game out yet. Did either of you get World Heroes yet? Not yet. I'm not going to get it. I, I own every one of those games. I own every one of those on the Neo Geo already. There's no reason for me to get it. Yeah, I'm just. Sure. I'm waiting for the uh, 
the other Neo Geo compilations that are coming in April because I want to take advantage of the Amazon free shipping over 30 bucks. Yeah. So order it then. I've actually got a $20 coupon for buy.com, so Ooh. I'm looking for something to buy too. Um, played some R-Type Final. I just got in the mood the other night to play that. And uh, R-Type Final is a great game. It, it's It's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I've been playing some R-Type Delta on my PSP, the one that we downloaded from the PSN. Um, trying to think of what else. That might be it. Uh, well, I went, I've actually been not playing Call of Duty 4 because we knew the patch was coming. So now that the patch is, is out, which we'll be talking about, um, I'm going to probably start up with that again. But I, I really want to focus on some Rainbow Six Vegas 2 and really find out if I'm going to like this game or if I'm going to trade it in for something. Um, but Hot Shots Golf has just got me by the by the short and curlies, as does MLB 08 the show. So that's about it, I think. Enough. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, let's get on to the news. Oh my God, the news yet? No, we haven't done news, and we're we're running long. How do we manage to do this when we actually have nothing to talk about? That yeah, always I, happens. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. We especially when we came in, we we're like, oh man, this. We got nothing. And we reviewed five things. Yeah. And plus, we had to listen to some of this. Oh, we got Rick World again. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's not going to get old for a while, is it? Oh, let's fly through (laughs) everything else because our listeners are going to get bored and go start listening to Podcast Beyond instead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk Um, about. I'll combine these. Uh, into the, the fir- well, the first one, I mean, I can go through pretty quickly. This patch already came out for the 360 version a couple weeks ago. It finally got through Sony's um, certification process, and I think it was yesterday we finally got the Call of Duty 4 patch that we've all sorely needed. Uh, this includes optimized servers, new kill cams, which actually the Airstrike one is pretty damn cool. Uh, you, One of the things that we need so sorely, quick mute All you have to do is go find the person in the lobby, click on them with X, and they're muted. They're muted! No more D-bags. They actually added the capability for recently met players on the PSN interface. Uh, Improvements on the sniper rifles, ACOG attachments. And also they added the, uh, if your host drops, it takes you all back to to the lobby. It finds the best host, brings you back into the game. So all the fixes that were on the 360 version are on this one. And thank goodness because... There were a few inkling problems that this really takes care of. Did you hear that the uh, the um, map pack that's coming out for Call of Duty Four is going to be Xbox 360 exclusive for three weeks? Eh, let it. It's probably because they needed extra development time or something. Because they're two separate teams that work on these games. Hmm. Okay, because they right. developed these they they developed these versions side by side. They didn't have the same team on both of them. Okay. Mm, so. All right. So we've got uh, two more patch stories, and the first one of which are uh, one of our favorite games, Unreal Tournament Three. A patch is coming March twenty seventh. And what are we getting on that patch, Mark Glenn? A Mark lot. Glenn? Mark Glenn. Mark Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see the Marklars go over to the Marklar. Uh, there's a lot, and actually, we'll put the link in the show notes because yeah. I mean, there's a ton. But basically, a couple of the big things they're finally fixing the uh, the voice. Um, they're fixing some mods, mod stuff, uh, <laughs> fixing weapons effects, fixing all kinds of stuff. So, um, they're actually fixing the tilt control 
for some things. Some exploits are taken care of. It's a pretty big patch, actually. So, like I said, we'll put the link in the uh, show notes, and you can go out and read them yourself. And there, there's uh, like 30 listed here, I think. Are you guys even okay. playing this anymore? No. I'm, I'm going to go in patches with that like I did with the PC one. Um, I'm not playing it right now because I've got some other, you know, oh, cool games. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's one that I'm going to go back to because somebody will release a mod that will we'll make it so mo- so worth mine. playing. I'm thinking I might actually sell mine. Mm. I bought it two months ago. I played the hell out of it when I was renting it from Game Well, he's probably pissed off at us. Yeah, well, he's pissed off at us because he bought it because we bought it. No, because even you guys were still playing it after I stopped. Like, uh-huh. I just ended up getting so many other new games, and I still have so many other new games, and there's new games coming that I'm just yeah. not going to have time. I've got Warhawk that I've neglected for months. Yeah, I've still got Resistance here. I've never played online. Motorstorm I barely play online. I bought that so. friggin' Omega Dawn expansion pack, have not used it once. Same here. Oh, I have. Oh, no, I've, we've played that quite a bit. Yeah, Actually, you know, it was funny... Double Arican went out and found all the global stats, and I still have higher uh, a higher global score than Industria, which I thought was just hilarious because that guy plays a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, speaking of Warhawk, we are going to have a U.S. copy to give away at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Woo! So anybody that's in attendance that wants to uh, throw their name in the hat for a free copy, a Blu-ray copy of Warhawk, we have one to give away, courtesy of our listener RPT. Isn't it repeat? <laughs> repeat? Maybe. He's from Australia. So, yeah, he bought the US version, then he tried to get the DLC and it wouldn't work from the Australian store. So he went and bought the Australian version, had the US version, and said he would donate it to all of our users for some lucky fan to grab onto. Nice. So thank you very much, sir. All right. Okay, so uh, our next piece of patch news uh, we've got a PS3 firmware patch 2.20 that's coming out. And the biggest thing that's coming out of that is BD Live version 2.0 functionality. Now, what's this mean? Some stuff. Yeah, well, they're gonna Thank they're gonna start bringing door. out they're gonna start bringing out discs with uh, a lot of the features that you saw on HD DVD, like you know, picture in picture. Uh, you're gonna be able to download extra content like bonus scenes, ringtones, subtitles, blah blah blah. You can actually uh, download them over the internet while the movie's in. Uh, also. Uh, one of the biggest additions is resume play, which is going to enable the PS3 to start playing a, a Blu-ray or a DVD video at the point it was stopped, even if you've removed the disc. Um, they've actually set it up now also to enable the PSP to serve as a remote control for the for music played through the PS3, <clears throat> which is pretty cool. Uh, they're enhancing the internet browser. Video files are going to uh, run a lot better, including uh, any DivX or WMV format videos that are larger than two gigabytes will now play. And then this other one that somebody went and looked it up. I haven't looked it up lately, but or yet, but they're adding something to the AV settings called mosquito noise reduction. <laughs> I have no idea. Hmm. So um, they made it a point, though, just to put it in, on the blog post. That version uh, 2.20 here, the firmware 2.20, does not include in-game XMB. So Burn don't Sony to the ground! <laughs> yeah. Well, they just wanted to make sure they wanted to, <laughs> to squash that right away and say, it's not in there. Don't start saying it's going to be there. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway. Damn yeah, you, is, Sony! 
well, it's pretty nice. I mean, we're going to get a, start getting discs with this BD Live support. Although it's kind of funny, the first movie that's coming out is uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Hey, that is and, a um, funny, funny movie. Well, I want to see it, but the funny thing is, they linked to uh, they linked to the movie, you know, to buy or to pre-order the movie or whatever on the Sony Style site, and on that site, it's like forty bucks for the movie. Even though what? you can go to Amazon and yeah, you go to Amazon, it's like twenty eight, I think, or something like that. So I don't know if that was a good idea, but anyway. Yeah. Hey, they want to get as much money as they can, so hey. I guess. So. Hey, we might we might pimp them on this show, but they're a corporation. They want money just like everyone else. I want money. Yeah, I want money too. Hi- money be good. Hippies, hippies don't want money. They just want hippies pot. Do. They want pot and vegetarian which, burritos, which they need money to buy. No, they just they Great just hemp. give blowjobs. Really dirty blowjobs. And tie-dyed t-shirts. Okay, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, our and fourth VW piece. buses. Oh, my God. Our final news story here is also, hey, guess what? A patch story. And this Yay. time we've got a patch for Rock Band. Gonna add a couple yeah. of new the biggest and best thing they're adding is an in-game store interface. Not only yep. will you be able to buy the songs in the store, but you'll also be able to preview the songs, which is yep. a really, really cool feature. And uh, yeah, uh, they're also uh, they're they're fixing a few different things, especially the microphone latency on the PS3, um, and also faster loading of downloadable content, which is very nice. But uh, yeah, th- this it, it's going to be nice having a store interface right in the game. Uh, it, it's it's going to keep you more in tune with things. I mean, when they start getting more and more DLC. Um, you know, every now and then you're even when I think we were sitting at Mark's, we were talking about a song and I'm like, Oh, we should go download that sometime. Uh, now we'd be able to, we'd be able to go preview it, make sure it's the song that we're talking about. Um, also one of the things that's not in this article is a lot of people have been asking about full album support. You know, they keep saying they're bringing them out. Uh, from what it sounds like the rumor is that once this store interface hits, we're going to see our first full album to download. Finally. Yeah, and hopefully it's not the Grateful Dead. I'll have to buy a rock band one of these days. Yes, you do. And by the way, uh, I modded our uh, bass pedals with uh, the metal ones. Oh my God, is it awesome. <laughs> Anybody that had... No, it, it, it feels a lot better. It's got more weight to it, and there's it doesn't feel like it's going to break anymore. I'm telling everybody right now, there's, uh, I, I think there's a link up to it on our, our VGO, EVO forums. If, if there's not, we'll get one up there, but uh, there's some eBay sellers. I think it cost me 20 bucks because I got one with the heel, the heel thing on it too. It took maybe 15 minutes to put it on. It was really easy to do, and it makes that thing so much better. Uh, even if your pedal hasn't broken, buy it. You need to get a cover like that. It, it, it is the only way to play this. I'm serious. Okay. It, it's it's great. Okay, so uh, we're running late. So uh, as always, we're going to go ahead and move right into this week in the PlayStation Store. Uh, we've got a few dem- couple of demos for you. We've got a demo for Condemned to Bloodshot, which I have already told you about. And Mark's going to tell us all about Sega's Superstars Tennis next week. But if you want a preview and already know it's crap, you can check it out on the demo. It's 500 megabytes for the Six Stars Tennis demo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our rock band add-on game content this week is a earache thrash pack. We've got Blinded by Fear at the Gates. We've got DOA by The Haunted. 
and we've got Thrasher by Evel. Or you? No, I are, think it's Evil. Evil. Okay. Um, you can get each of these songs for dollar ninety nine, or you could download the Earache Thrash Pack one for five forty nine. Yeah, I also, think these are all tracks from European bands. Um, I think it was Evil or no, The Haunted is actually a bunch of members of At the Gates. Huh. And it's I've, I I went to YouTube and listened to the songs. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to download those. They seem pretty tough. <laughs> what is it like? Dragon Force it's, style? It's thra- no, it's thrash music. Huh. Like Cannibal Corpse or something. I don't know. Oh, oh God. Not my no, kind of n- thing. Way better than that, though. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we've got some. No, EA- we're not talking about this stuff. Well, we can talk about one of them because that actually is a piece of downloadable content. Okay. Yo. Yeah. But the other stuff, no. Okay. Um, we've, well, actually there's two things. Oh yeah, actually there's one thing we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. There's the Doral Golf Resort, also known as the, uh, Blue Monster Course. It's $4.99. The entire course is 277 megabytes. And we've also got a Turnberry Golf Resort, which is one of Europe's finest courses, as it says on it. It's 209 megabytes, and that is free. That's pretty cool. And then then there's another thing we're not talking about. It's EA-like. Yeah, very unEA like. They're giving a, a, they're giving you a course for free. What, what's going on, EA? Did somebody go on vacation? Well, they're probably <laughs> making up for the thing that they want to charge you two fifty for. Yeah, I doubt that. Yeah. And uh, on game uh, for game videos, we've got a couple really cool stuff. Uh, we've got the teaser video for MotorStorm Two. Uh, you yeah. think they would have learned their lesson last time of showing an entirely in CGI trailer, but apparently they didn't. Uh, next, we've got a Eye of Judgment Set 2 trailer. It adds uh, 100 more new creatures, spells, and abilities that come to life with cards from Wizards of the Coast, all sold separately. God damn it. Uh, we've got a Gran Turismo 5 prologue Japanese intro movie. That's the one from the Japanese game, I think, and if it is, it's really cool. It's it's worth watching. Okay. It's, uh, it's well done. <laughs> We've got a trailer for Ape Quest, which is that RPG type, I think, PlayStation Portable download game. I think I've got to check that one out. I haven't yeah. played it yet. There's I'm like a the big three- Ape guy. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's a, a cool game, and it's got monkeys. How can you go wrong with monkeys? Hey, it made Very Metal true. better. Yeah. Oh, we've There's got a, a demo of the game on PSN, isn't there? Uh, yeah, uh, they, well, no. It works so. down, down, down to PSP. No, it works like a bunch of Chinese games do. Like, you've got a starter pack, which is free, and then you can download new quests. I think that's how it works. I don't know, honestly, but I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Cool. Um, next, we've got a trailer for Turning Point Fall of Liberty, which is apparently shit. Yeah, unfortunately. God, what a brilliant concept. It's a great well, concept, but man, it was a great implementation's concept. horrible. I thought the PS3 but, version of that was canceled. No, it's out. Oh. Well, I still uh, don't care. Yeah, yeah, no one does it. Uh, we've got a Soul Calibur character reveal trailer, which I guess is the one that tells you Darth Vader's in the PS3 version. Sweet. Uh, we've got a trailer for Condemned 2 Bloodshot. And on the uh, movie and Blu-ray disc trailer, we've got a couple. Uh, we've got the trailer for Gattaca Special Edition on Blu-ray, which is a great movie. Yeah. And we've we've got a trailer for Sleuth on Blu-ray. Dude, it's based on a Pinterplay. <laughs> Whoa, you're right. 
Uh, uh, we've got uh, downloadable games on the PlayStation Portable. You can download Hot Shots Golf Open T uh, for ten ninety nine. That, that is, is an incredible price for that game. That yeah, is ten ninety nine. Well spent. Uh, that, we've got that is few, awesome. We've got a game demo for Flat Out Head On. Uh, we've got a few game videos. We've got a Catapon Gap Q and A trailer. We've got a Gran Turismo Five Prologue Japanese intro movie. We've got Hot Shots Golf Open Tee Behind the Scenes 1 and 2, and a trailer for ApeQuest. Uh, we've also got three ApeQuest wallpapers, and a wallpaper for Hot Shots Golf Open Tee, and a ApeQuest theme. And wow, they're really pushing ApeQuest. Also, one more thing, there is a price reduction for previously released downloadable titles. You can now get Ape Escape on loose for $13.99, the buck off. You can get Neopets The Darkest Fairy for... Well, $10.99. Oh, yes. uh, you can get that for ten ninety nine. That's five bucks off, and you can get Gangs of London for eleven ninety nine now, and that was originally thirteen dollars. So, uh, you want to save a buck on a couple of games? You can do you that. Guys played the Ape Escape game on PSP on the Negative. loose. Yeah. Oh yes, yes I have. Okay. Yeah, it was just. I the, forgot it, I had played that. It was just a port of the PS One version. Oh, was it? The original, I mean, the, the launch title that they had on the loose, that was yeah. just a remake of uh, of Ape Escape 1. Oh. I remember killing my thumb. I might play that, actually. Ape Escape's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. it killed my thumb. I remember that much. All right. Talk okay, so... <laughs> okay, so, Mark, so what, we... Do we got, what do we got for new releases, Mark? Um, A bunch of shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we got a bunch of shit and one very good item. Okay. PS2 on the 25th, we have Obscure the Aftermath. I've never heard of it. Neither have I. Naruto. Uh, no, I, I've, I've heard of it. Uh, no. it's it? a, well, of course you have. Sorry, it's a sequel to a really shitty survival horror game that took place in a high school. Oh, no, we right. don't care. Naruto it, Ultimate Ninja 3, which I actually played a little bit of one of the import Ultimate Ninja games, and they're not bad. Not I'm bad just super at all. Saiyan. I'm just Super Saiyan. They're all right. <laughs> um, GameCube ones are better. Anyway, yeah. Ford Offroad Racing, uh, Sea Monsters. That sounds dirty. Oh, Sea Monsters. Uh, yeah. Is this Sea Monsters the prehistoric adventure? Yeah, yes, it is. I think so. Full title. There's an extra comma in there. Oops. Um, that's all, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> PSP. No, no, that's what you sent me. Yeah, PSP. you changed it. Jerk. Hey, shut you, up. To make you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> PSP also gets Ford Off-Road Racing yeah. Warriors Rochi, which I actually do want to play. That's a uh, port of the PS2 360 um, Dynasty Warriors Samurai Warriors crossover game, and it's actually supposed to be pretty damn good if you like those kind of games. I see. And we also get the game that everybody and their mom, including Chuck's mom, wants. Crisis <laughs> yes, Core yes, yes. Final Fantasy 7. Yippee! I will cool. be renting that game for sure. Uh, I'm buying it. I'll have a full report for the show next week. Yeah, I would buy it, but I'm tapped. Uh, <laughs> PS3, we got Dark Sector, which I don't care about. Yeah, I'll wait and, for reviews on that one. It looks interesting. Yeah, it, it, it actually looks kind of decent, but I definitely want to read reviews first. And we also have Viking Battle for Asgard, which looks like a sort of God of War hack and slash incredibly violent but i kind of want to play it it kind of looks like dynasty warriors god of war 
Yeah, I was going <laughs> to rent that next week, but I think I may rent Crisis Core instead. Oh, by the way, I finally, I finally vowed to get a Gamefly account, and the first game I will be renting is Mario Kart for the Wii. Nice. But you, you're not going to be able to play it with the wheel. I mean, like, come on, dude. Shit. I wouldn't. Hey, I wouldn't play with that anyway. Sense of how bad the motion controls are in it. Did you see Totillo? There's a video of Steven Totillo actually trying to use that thing, and you can see that. It is not responsive the way it needs to be. Sorry, but no, no. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, uh, Jared, Blu-ray new releases. Okay. Uh, on the 25th, we've got definitely the highlight, one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde is coming out on Blu-ray. I don't know uh, how that's going to be on Blu-ray, though. It's a classic. I mean, whatever. Well, it's does a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that is one of the most influential movies of the 20th century, really. I mean, some of the things that that movie did set a whole new standard for violence in a in a movie. It's actually kind of funny, but um, back when it first came out, a New York Times, I, I think it might have been Newsweek or something, the movie reviewer for Newsweek ripped it apart, said it was one of the worst movies ever made. And then, like a year later, when it won all these awards and everyone thought it was one of the best movies ever made, he kind of he retracted his statement and said, "Actually, yeah, it was pretty good." That's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. I, I want my soul back. Okay, we've got a uh, digital video essentials HD basics for calibrating your HD TV. Yeah, uh, we've got Men- Mendelssohn. Yeah, Mendelssohn, a Midsummer's Night's Dream. Mendelssohn. Uh, and no, it's there's an H in there. Yeah, it's after the O. It's Mendelssohn. Oh, okay, Mendelssohn. I made some dreams. Oh, we've got naked beneath the water. Yummy. That is and, hot. And we've got steep. Okay. Kind of a light week. Yeah, pretty light week on Blu-ray, which is all right because I bought the big hit on Blu-ray, and I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I I bought a Blu-ray. Uh, about a week ago and I'm enjoying yeah. I we've got two out. minutes okay I can do it quickly uh, I checked out Hitman pretty dumb action movie it's it's good dumb fun it's not amazing it's definitely better than 90% of every other uh, video game movie it, and it's you know it's got some good explosions and some good music and Timothy Oliphant's alright as 47 he's kind of uh, he's uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, nah. it's yeah. all right. Pretty <laughs> okay, good. It, well, enough about the movie. How about the disc itself? Uh, the disc looks great. Uh, really good, bassy audio. Really um, looks great. Not a lot of uh, artifacting or anything. Explosions look nice. Uh, the, it's a, it's more of a Hong Kong style John Woo action film. There isn't a lot of CG, so it'll. It's the kind of movie that'll withstand the test of time. Looks really good. Uh, there's some good featurettes. Uh, there's some deleted scenes, a gag reel. Not not a feature-packed disc. It, it's a pretty good movie. Um, the only problem I have with it is that uh, Fox is apparently doing this with all of their Blu-rays. It, each version of every Blu-ray holds a digital copy of the movie. So you can just pop it into your computer and put it on your iPod or anything else. And it comes on a special disc. And uh, for that, they're charging like five bucks extra on their Blu-rays. So this was thirty-five bucks. That's horseshit. 
Yeah, that you paid thirty five bucks for Hitman. It, for for Hitman. Yeah, I know. Wow. Wow. I think it's cool that they offer to let you do that, but yeah. Charge there should be an option. There should be yeah. two versions. The reason I don't buy more Blu-rays is because they're already so much more expensive than DVDs. I'm not going to pay $5 extra just for that little stupid feature. Yeah, you, know and- what Fox, you know what Fox did to you right there? They rickrolled you. Yeah, they kind of did. Um... But yeah, it's a it's a really it's it's fun. I mean, I'm gonna watch it again. It's not terrible. Uh, it it goes up there with Advent Children as the only video game movie I'll probably watch again. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's all right, Mortal Kombat. Okay, you got me. I'll watch Mortal Kombat again. There you go. Come on, Street Fighter with Raul Julia. <laughs> uh, no, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that the movie right that killed a great actor. Uh, that is a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, uh, anything else, boys? Besides, uh, well, I mean, we might as well mention it again. Midwest Gaming Classic is coming up in a two weekends. Man, yeah, uh, March twenty no. ninth, March thirtieth. Get out to MidwestGamingClassic.com. Well, no, it's this coming weekend. It's not. It's the weekend yeah. after. Yeah. Right. So, uh, pre-sales for tickets are actually ended, so you have to buy the tickets at the door now. Um, they have a lot of great oh. stuff planned. We we found out that that Walter Day is going to be there, so uh, hope we can get a picture with Mister Day. And uh, we are going to have a. Is he going to be? Is he going to be wearing a referee uniform? Uh, he always has his referee shirt on, so I'm sure we're we're going to see that. Hope he brings his guitar. Um, yeah, maybe sings us a song. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to meet him. Uh, we're going to have a, a round table with some of our listeners. We found out a couple more listeners that live in the area are going to be there. Uh, like I said, we're going to be giving away a copy of Warhawk to somebody at the show. And uh, a few other few other things that uh, I know VGEVO has planned. So it should be a good time. And I'm actually I'm really getting jazzed up for it right now. And I will be bringing a PS3 for people to play. Hey. Yay. Don't forget March is Shm Appreciation Month. It's running out soon, so go Shm Appreciate. Uh, send Vic Viper an email. Go to shmupmonth.com if you want to participate. Draw a picture, write a song, write a story, whatever, and you can enter to win a Japanese PlayStation 2 and a copy of Esp Galuda, one of the best shmups ever made. Yeah, Esp, Esp, Esp Galuda is awesome. Oh, you hey, may not be able to say it, but you'll love to play it. I got good news. Well, what's that? Play Asia told me they finally received the DualShock 3 I sent them. Oh, right. Jesus. Yeah. I sent it to them like the end of January. Wow. I, I figured it was lost in the mail and they said they got it and they're like, please be patient. It will take us two to four weeks to test it. Sony doesn't even take two to four weeks to test them. What the I hell? That, I joked that the damn thing would be out in the US by the time I got it back and now it really will. Yep. Uh, it just sucks. But that at sucks. least I'll probably be getting it back. Well, cool. That actually, that is kind of nice. But yeah. I'm waiting for U.S. version to buy a second one. It's only a month away. Yeah, me too. Through that. All right. Anybody else got anything before Jared goes through the house cleaning? No. Nope. I'll take that as a no. All right. Okay. All right. So, if you would like to contact us here at the PlayStation Nation podcast, you can email us a question at podcast at ps3nation.org. 
Or you could send us an audio file, make it in an MP3 format, and try to have it under two minutes in length, please. But if you don't feel like doing any of that, you can call our voicemail line, and that voicemail line is area code 920-626-4464. Standard long-distance rates apply. But if you have Skype, you can do it for free. Just put it on your Skype and type in WDT-Torgo. Also, if you would like to communicate with any of us on a regular basis, you can do so by heading over to www.bgevo.com. It's our awesome and growing online community. There's a lot of really fantastic stuff going on there. You can find out uh, different things you can sign up for. If you want to join our MLB 08 show online league, you can do so by heading over there. Um, lots of really great stuff on that website. Check it out. And that is your housekeeping. You know, we haven't heard all night. I just had to do that. I bet you did. Yeah. Okay. So, from everyone here at the PlayStation Nation podcast, this is Jared Johnston. That was Glenn Percival. That was Mark Singer. Good night. Good night. Good night. Mahalo. Saw the Power Rangers. You know, that's kind of started in Japan. That was a TV series, I think, that it's very Japanese. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, cut American stuff in there. Yeah, whatever. Somehow it became American. But uh, they have a new... Uh, well, the Japanese have an animated film. It's called Pompoko, which uh, features a family of cute kind of uh, badger-like creatures. But it probably won't be released. And if it was, it probably wouldn't be successful in America. It's a, it's a family of cartoon badgers, like the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, they're badgers, though. You think they'd go big in Wisconsin. And, you know, it might until... They reveal their secret weapons. See, they fight bad guys. Oh, okay. uh, that's what they do. It's not like uh, it's not like a, uh, you know, they don't pick banjos and some. They, they fight bad guys. They're a little you tougher know. than the Berenstein They're Bears, like sumo types or something. I don't know. They're crime fighters or bad guy fighters. It's a family. It's mother, yes. father. Well, uh, it says which features a family of cute badger-like animals. So I'm assuming, you know, it could be grandpa and all that stuff. Maybe. Extended family a little bit. I think it's probably just the males. Okay. I think it's probably just the males that uh, fight crime because their secret weapon is they can uh, make their testicles grow large. (laughs) Grow so large they can crush opponents. (laughs) That's that's their weapon. (laughs) That's what they do to fight crime. It says uh, the badger's secret weapon is the ability to make their testicles grow large so so that they can crush crush opponents. Now, I don't know what that means. Does that mean they get so big that they just, like, roll them over, the bad guys? Or, you know, with, with, the, with the big size, they have more hormone or something, and, and then they get stronger and they can whack. I don't know. That's and a how good do they, question. And how do they animate that? Uh, how do they animate that in the uh <laughs> man well i have you know i have this picture in my head of a little badger sitting on top of two like large. huge round things yeah <laughs> boulders you know that's their secret weapon uh-huh uh set a japanese film fan or did they get big and then they like jump off of things onto them i don't know uh, Japanese are mo- more open about bodily parts, uh-huh. and kids in Japan find the secret weapon hilarious. 
Testicles, grow rods. <laughs> Crush upon it. Wow. Yeah, that's something Superman can't even do. 